My brother brought up an interesting point to me today, Spencer. Okay. As I worked outside all day. I'm sure that was terrible. In southwestern Pennsylvania. And we kind of, similar to Blade Runner now, the, the aesthetic, like this haze that's just gone. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and it's smoke. Uh, for who, those are not affected, I guess. Canada has wild uh, fires that have spread down here. Not just the smoke spread. Yeah. The point is, we were in a red alert air quality, which means you're not supposed to work outside, let alone be outside for right. any extended period of time. And I am outside all, all day. All the time. And I was in this rural area, which is highly elevated, and I couldn't even see in front of me. It was so smoky. Oh, I'm like, wow. yeah, this is healthy. Regardless, uh, that's a little digression. My brother brought up a good point, though. He said, well, supposedly we once had a great flood, yeah. which scientists have proven that there was at least one great flood. Yeah. We also had an ice age. Yes. What if we're going to have a fire age and that's us, we get to be in the fire <laughs> no, age? I don't want to live. That's the worst one. Yeah, it's so odd. I don't want to live in the fire <laughs> age. Oh, everything's just hot. Because even the dinosaurs, when temperatures were high, at least they had all these plants and stuff. Right. And it was humid all the time, but it wasn't just hot. Like, oh, you go outside and burn to death. Well, I guess, uh, like, Ohio is, like, getting it pretty bad, too. As they should. Sorry. We were talking about it at the uh, comic book store yesterday, and they were saying that they heard that, like, it just smells like barbecue. Mm. And, like, in Ohio, just from all the smoke. Well, to be fair, that's better than it probably usually smells, especially after the East Palestine explosion, the yeah. chemical shit. The Chernobyl of the United States. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of the end of days haze. This is never in my no. whole 36 years on this planet. I've never once had a day, let alone a summer, where we had air quality smoke issues. You know, I, I said this to Mindy when I came in. I was like, Canada has like two days out of the year that it doesn't snow, and then forest fires. Forest fires. <laughs> well, here's the weird thing. You want to go to conspiracy theory? All right, yeah. I heard somebody say this, and I was I actually heard them say this months ago. Because apparently these fires are still going on. I'm assuming that's why we're getting the smoke. Yeah, that's what I would. Yeah, because it was like a. It's been like almost like two weeks since the initial one, right? I like th- I heard about the fires like months ago. I th- I thought though, because I remember like New York was all red. Yeah, but that this is like a separate fire or something. But the point is, I don't. I haven't seen any videos of these fires. Have you? No. I've not seen a single video of one fort. Whenever California's on fire, I always see videos. Yeah. I haven't seen any videos of these Canadian wildfires. I'm trying to think. Is it real? Something else going on. The Canadians are just too polite. They don't uh, record their natural disasters. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Or or do they even give a shit? (laughs) Seems like they're just letting it burn down. Like, I wouldn't get in the smoke. Maybe that's how they get some land development over there. They probably have stricter laws. Not like here. We're just like, yeah, tear down the forest. Let's put up a gas well. Up there, they have to be like, no, that's a preserve. We can't do that. They're like, yeah, if it burns down naturally, quote unquote, then we can uh, build a bunch of garbage. I don't know. That's not what our episode's about. No, but it, but if it comes out that like it was like caused by somebody or some peoples, mm-hmm. they need kicked in the crotch, right in the genitals. Yeah, hard. Uh, but today we're talking about book clubs, Spencer. Book clubs. Yay! Clap, clap, clap. First rule is you don't talk about book club. Second rule of book club: you bring snack. <laughs> <laughs>
you are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Experience. I, I've said that before. We're never going to be the experience. No. We're the DPW podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Because we started our podcast when people still use the word podcast in the title of their podcast. Yeah. But now it's just like, you know, not that. They just have it, a name. That or like the show or yeah. whatever. Like the the underwhelming ass lickers. Ooh, I don't know. Anyway, I am your host, Caleb James. With me today, oh, God. Spencer, the Herpy Harvester of Halifax Church. Oh wow! Yeah, I think that's like the first. Uh, is that like the first time you put the, no, the place I, at the end? No, I've done that a couple of times. Sometimes it works better. Could have been the Halifax Herpy Harvester, but that didn't seem to flow as well. No, to me. no. You want to have the herpes out there in front. The herpes take precedent, because when they're there, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Am I right, Joseph? <laughs> That's the first thing you know. Slap hands. Slap hands for herpes. <laughs> Spencer, you asked me today. You said, get him. Actually, you texted me. Today's topic. topic. I think that's what he's like. I just a topic. Caveman topic. <laughs> question mark. Maybe even not a question mark. Topic. And I said, yes, I have a topic. Book clubs. You're like, sweet, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, okay, just riff. Yay. Well, Spencer, why should you join a book club? Many reasons. Many reasons. Many that I have not researched. I am just going off of what I think makes sense. Yeah. So if you want to tune out, folks, we already got your fucking downloads. Ha, ha, ha. Ow. My abs hurt those ab day. Can't fake laugh that hard. <laughs> Well, Spencer, why would you, I'll ask you first, give me one reason why you, Spencer Church, would join a book club. And me and Spencer are a member of a book club, but it is not a strict novel club. No. We don't do classic literature or Jane, because, you know, we have specific book clubs. Jane Austen book club. Some people just do Finnegan's Wake. Some people only read Alan Moore. Whatever it is. A lot of uh, ladies like to do those Jane Austen and... Smut. uh, Bronte sister. No, that's not the smut. That's a different book. No, club. but I mean, I think there's a lot of book clubs that smut. they do like you know, like the the romance, you know, books yeah. and stuff. So we're speaking in generalities. Any book club. Yeah, it could be comic books, kids books, whatever books you're into. It just the point is, join a book club. Yeah. So Spencer, why would you? One reason, join a book club. Just a reason to gather around, or you know, get together with. Friends or like-minded individuals, yeah, or yeah. opposing yeah viewpoints as well. Yeah, I mean that's one of the main reasons why I like the uh the comic book you know book club that you know that we go to is uh you know there's like the regulars every once in a while we get some random people or people show up every couple of times or whatever but that's what that's what I like about it is just the um getting together with people that you may know or may not know and just. Talking about, you know, just shooting the shit about stuff. To be fair, the downside of our book club is we hardly ever talk yeah, about the well. book usually. Uh, that's a different kind also, which we initially started with, uh, which I would like to bring back in the DPW capacity if possible, is a book club with lots of drinking. Yeah. Fortunately, most of the people that drank at our book club no longer go to the book club for various reasons. I'm yeah. not quite sure. I'm, I drink still. Right. But a lot of times I'm alone and it's sad. Or Spencer's already so hopped up on cocaine he can't even function. No. The ma- I think that's the main reason is we want to get together with like-minded individuals, discuss our passion of books. Mm-hmm. But for those who aren't into books yet or are thinking about reading more, because perhaps because if you're listening to this, you're probably a reader, but maybe you want to read more. A book club is a great reason. That brings us to reason number two yep. to join a book club is because, one, 
it'll make you read more and more consistently because if you have, especially if it's like one of those book clubs that happen like every week or every yeah. couple weeks, because they go... You have like assignments, like read this yeah. chapter to this chapter. It makes you more dedicated to the books you're reading. And also, in my experience, because we have uh, we don't have a DPW book club, but no. we do do books of the month and stuff where yeah. it's pretty much the same fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of times that's great because then we're introduced to books we probably would never mm-hmm. read. So it's like, hey, I would never read this author. I never heard of this author. But it's the book club book, so I got to read it. That was going to be my second reason of, you know, the finding different things mm. to read or finally reading those things that you wanted to read for, you know, for a while. That's a good one, too, is getting things out of your to read pile finally. Um, or are you finding, you know, finding yeah. new stuff like you were talking about? Uh, another reason to join a book club is that... It helps you build consistency with reading, and you could actually get down a reading routine. So even when you're not reading a book club book, mm-hmm. or you're not lo- no longer in the book club, even you can still, you know, take what you learn from that and probably learn how to read better too. Mm-hmm. You go with different people who may have different academic backgrounds, or different reading levels, or different ways of reading. And all of a sudden, you come up across maybe the people in the book club who take like a million notes. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the margins, write in the margins, put the stickers, the sticky notes, and all that stuff. So then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, I never even thought about that. And it, it changes the way you well, read. Well, then say, well, even just how many times, like, it just in the comic book when we have, like, we when we do talk about the story, we're talking about something else. And like somebody would bring up a, like a, a, a topic of it or like a, like a different point of view about it and you're like oh i didn't even think about it like that that makes total sense like now that you you know that they brought that up like you weren't even thinking about that well it makes you a deeper reader which is something that's probably lacking in most people who just read for you know entertainment or pleasure you don't generally deep read your books but when you're in a book club because you know there's going to be a deep discussion especially if you want to come into the discussion with something unique you Mm -hmm. want your own unique take or view on something you have to look deeper into you can't just it's the, the most boring book clubs are the ones you go there and everybody just talks about what happened in the book, just the story, and that's it. It's like, well, Jay Gatsby, he got shot and he died in a pool, and that's it. And it's like, well, that's boring. Like, I want to know why. Like, what led up to it? What was the deeper reasons? Well, that's again, that's another reason. Like, you, you, you joked about it, you know, a few minutes ago, but the, you know, our book club, about how we often don't even talk about the book that much. But I do like all the random other topics that get you know, that we go through instead of that. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but that, again, kind of goes more of just gathering with people that, that you know or enjoy to, you know, just spending yeah. time with and chewing the shit. Just to BS and catch up on things going on in the world, man. What other reason, Spencer, would you join a book club? Um... Episode over. <laughs> Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, like, um, well, I mean, it'd probably be also a good way to, like, meet people, too. There's also, like, those online, you know, book clubs, too, to where you're really, like, you know, it's just not your friends or whatever. But, like, because wasn't you, like, part of, like, a Dune one, like, a while, like, like years ago? Yeah, uh, which is why I ended up reading Dune, which actually brings my next point. But I read Dune because I joined a book club that was a Dune book club, mainly because I wanted to read Dune, but... And my next point, I was able to better understand complex things from the book that I personally probably would have either skimmed over or wouldn't had the, especially back then, 
had the attention span to really focus on. But since a book club slows you down and makes it so, hey, we're only reading the first five chapters. Oh, well, I'm not going to read ahead then because I got to talk about these chapters. I'm going to focus on these chapters. All of a sudden, you're focusing on these deeper things in the story that you might not have otherwise noticed. And I think that's a better way to appreciate literature. And most of the time in our personal reading, uh, we get too bogged down to really do that. But when you join a book club and you actually want to talk about the book properly, and I mean, there's all kinds of book clubs. I'm sure there's very shitty ones where people, uh, you know, just discuss the basics of it and then maybe go on to topics of the day or whatever. But when you go into the book club that's actually very serious about it, which could be a turnoff for some people, you have to find the right book club for you. But let's say you're reading Ulysses by James Joyce, a very dense book. There's many, many book clubs dedicated to just that one book. Uh, People spend years discussing stuff like that. And then when you focus on just the certain aspects, you might spend a month on one chapter. It's like, well, you're breaking it down in a way that you never would otherwise. And maybe that's the only book book you read the whole year, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, that's not for everybody. No. Uh, there's a lot of general book clubs, which are just, you know, again, fluffy fun reads. There's uh, there's book clubs that aren't even fiction. Yeah, or there's probably like theme, you know, this yeah. is like, oh, you know, especially like, like I said, once you got go on- online, I'm sure that there's just like, oh, this is like a pulp fiction, you know, kind of book club or a uh, romance book club like we talked about or a suspense book club. It'd be interesting, too, for the people that are involved in multiple book clubs at once. So let's say you do the Jane Austen book club and the Raymond Chandler book club. Oh, yeah. Because if you have Raymond Chandler, and especially if it's like short stories, you can do both. Right. Or if you're just, you know, a fast reader or you can just, you know, you're just good enough like you could read two books at one yeah. time. Some people can't do that. Some people, you know, like to do that. Uh, that's also an option, and that would be fun. And then you're really uh, knocking out your reading goals, probably. Probably, yeah. But that, like I said, I think that's just a really good way to hit your reading goals too. join a book club, especially if you feel like you haven't been. This would go out to a lot of people, actually. If you feel like you're kind of struggling with your reading, uh, maybe you haven't been enjoying it as much as you used to or you haven't been as focused or you're just in a reading slump. A lot of people get into those. I haven't read in three months. What the fuck? Right. A book club is a great way to get back into it, especially like you said, if it's a theme book club or it's a book club like how I did the Dune book club. Maybe it's something you always wanted to read that you just never could really get into for whatever reasons. I just can't make myself do this. But when you almost make it like it's a job at first, then you can get into it. And that's usually all you need. And then once you're in, you're reading the book, you're enjoying it. And then, like I said before, you're building those reading habits and then you get back on the wagon and be a full time reader again. We should probably join some more book clubs. We should host some book clubs. Yeah. That sounds like work, though. If we hosted a book club, Spencer, what books would we read? That would be interesting, especially like uh, if we're like hosting it together because we we're like a lot at the different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, there. Uh, like I wouldn't mind going on to like trying to find online just like a Stephen King book club. That could be fun. Or like, I'm surprised that there there's probably like well I haven't looked, so there might be, but like YouTube. Book clubs. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Where you have a couple people, and then you can just go and watch their videos as you, you know, read it yourself. Well, Benjamin McAvoy has the Hardcore Literature Book Club, and I thought about joining it, but the problem is all the books they cover are very dense ones. Yeah. And you have to be on, like, the Patreon. Uh, Like, it's a Patreon thing. You get on Patreon, and then you get all, like, the videos, and they have these big lectures, but his is, like, a very academic style 
because he like went to Oxford and stuff for literature. That's probably more of the focus. And I don't think I want to go that hard into it, no. you know. Like I would enjoy the discussions, but I don't want to go straight academic and because I, f- I find that with our classic lit group sometimes, it, like the people get real academic with their discussions and you know the, you get the whole how to read literature like a professor yeah. professor type of shit. And I'm just like, all right, boring. I didn't want, I I don't want to. Well, even it's not even as boring. It's that like I don't have the time to sit here and do this because we're still writers at heart. Like I actually have to be creating my own yeah. stuff. I don't have time to sit here and have these long discussions. I often wonder how much more enjoyable reading would be if I wasn't a writer. Yeah. Be- I mean, while I do love like being able to understand better how a writer creates their story, mm-hmm. you know, the different things in the prose that people wouldn't notice if they weren't a writer themselves, you know, the shop talk type of stuff. But the problem is I don't think I can in- go back to just enjoying literature as literature, you know? So I couldn't have these deep discussions about literature without just going into the writing. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, if they're not writers themselves and they have these academic discussions about literature, it's very different when they're not writers. Like, so in that classic lit group, a lot of people are writers, but then there's a, probably way more people who are just, like, teachers and stuff, professors, and they're not writers, really. And even if they, you know, can write, they don't write for pleasure or whatever or to make it a career. When they cover this, like, these, uh, in, that, in this example, classic literature, it's always like the themes and you know maybe the metaphor usage and stuff, but I always get bogged down on just the writing itself. I don't think I would enjoy those lectures as much. Mm-hmm. I think I would just be like, all right, this is like almost like a documentary. Like when we watched yeah. that Hemingway documentary, that was cool because it was like about his life and stuff. Mm-hmm. And while they talked about his writing, it wasn't like the sole focus on the theme of every book and yeah. here's the literary breakdown of what he really meant. Like it was more about like what he was going through in his life and how that reflected in his work. Like the uh Stephen King on writing. Yeah. He didn't go and like break down like different stories and stuff he did. It was what he his life younger before like what led him to be a writer and how he tried to get into it or if there was a story he discussed writing it was like how it came to be like what gave him the ideas stuff like that it wasn't so much like well i was really trying to talk about abortion right it's like i don't fucking want to get into these deep philosophical debates and stuff as well uh you get that a lot with the russian literature it's all this like religious debates and that stuff just bores the shit out of me usually and I think I'm going to have to actually confront that soon, though, like when I read Paradise Lost. Yeah. And then even when we do Dante's Inferno, I'm interested to see, like, or, you know, the Divine Comedy as a whole. When we read that and I start watching, like, the documentaries on it and, you know, probably try to start a conversation in the lit group, how deep are those conversations going to go with the theology and everything? And is it going to take me out of it? Right. Because uh, we're on the air, we're not going to talk about the theology too much, even though it's a book about, you know, heaven and hell and purgatory. Right. And But we like even if I read Paradise Lost, yeah, it's a religious book, essentially, you know, a poem or whatever. But I'm not going to go into it as like we even if we discussed it, I'm not going to go into it like, oh, yes, well, it's because Jesus loves you. And yeah, you know, I'm just not going to go into the theology of it or especially when they go into the history of the theology of it. So you got like. What was that, like the 1500s or something? What was going on in like England at the time, religious wise, yeah. and the history, and what the king was doing, and what the pope was doing? I, was like, I don't fucking care. You know, that made uh, we were talking about like the Russian literature. I always find that like not odd, but just like I, I find it weird about like Russian literature because of like 
the deep, meaningful things and stuff that I've always heard about, you know, hear about it because I haven't read any of it myself, but it's like, but like when you look at Russia as like a nation or a people, it's like you get like, you know, and it's probably a little bit stereotypical, like these just like hard nose, just it's always snowy and they eat just beets. And it's just like, <laughs> you wouldn't expect like, you know, these deep, you know, just because, you know, meaningful kind of like, you know, in-depth kind of thing philosophical just, musings coming yeah, from yeah, these people yeah because you're just like they're too worried about having like their to survive life. yeah well here's the thing spencer especially when you go to, like dostoevsky's era and stuff 1800s that's, that's, that's a what, different time yeah well even uh, when people think of russian literature i don't ever hear anyone discuss modern russian literature True, yeah it's always up to maybe like the 1920s or something but you think about russia from the 1800s to let's say the 1920s no tv I'm sure they had radio, but it probably wasn't very good in, yeah. over in Russia, especially if you know you had communist Russia and stuff. It probably because even before communist Russia, they had like the Czar and shit, right? So yeah. the Ivan the Terribles and the you know Anastasia. I don't know what you're saying stuff. Rasputin, yeah, <laughs> conspiracies. But like mainly what they had, because uh, even book wise, a lot of them didn't have access, especially just the commoners. They didn't have access to just like. Uh, I mean, even most of the world probably didn't have access to great literature at the time. No. Well, one, most of it was only being, you know, like if you have Dickens and stuff, just writing it now. Like, <laughs> you, we talk about now, go to the library, get some Dickens, read some. Yeah. Well, Dickens was just writing it the back right. then. Like, so you didn't have this plethora of uh, great literature. They actually mostly went off like the Greeks and Roman stuff. Well, you know, the Latin text. You know, in Russia, if you say you don't have much in the way of entertainment, like you said, a lot of times cold shit, you're eating beets, whatever, yeah. even if it was nice and sunny, even if you're an aristocrat, you still aren't like beets. living great and you're still eating beets. <laughs> <laughs> but, They're just cooked beets. Yeah. So the closest thing a lot of them had to entertainment, though, was religion. Yeah. Like you were very devout. And that even went all the way to the U.S. when uh, we, you know, the pilgrims came over and we were rebelling against england and the tyranny of the king and taxes all this shit but who do we send over the most prudish yeah religious fucks so it's like our nation was built on religion as well it's very difficult to separate religion from classic fiction a lot of the times until you got to probably the modernist movement postmodern stuff and so Russian literature, yeah, that's all they probably thought about was God because they're like, I hope there's a heaven because <laughs> my life sucks now. <laughs> Hopefully there's something better. Gotta be, and that's the same thing with Irish literature. It's like, oh, we're all starving to death from famine. I hope there's something better. And then you go to the U.S. with slavery, yeah. and guess what? I There better be something better. So it's not like there's uh, until, what, the 50s or 60s when things finally started getting better for most people around the world that we like started to get to the point where it's like oh we don't have to depend on religion so much and then a lot of fiction started to stray away from that but for a long time most fiction even if it didn't like even like a moby dick or something it's like oh this is just about whale but then there's still like a lot of religious influence in the book and most books were like that there was a lot of religious undertones or theology meaning theology that you could find if you're yeah. looking for it of course most of it hits you over the head honestly but uh that's why i like like one thing i did like about like hp lovecraft once we got into the pulp writers because they're like yeah we're gonna talk about religion too but it's gonna be dark yeah. ancient pagan religions yeah. with ancient monsters and i'm like yeah bring it back the old ones the old ones so we're going to join a classic Russian lit group, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, Book we were, club. We're going to start one. We're going to start one. Yeah, we're going to start one. Who should we start with reading? 
Yeah, I, I, you, I don't know. Can I make a recommendation? You, you may, yeah, you, you, you're the one that actually knows the people. The biggest books we could find. Well, there are a, there are a list of books I do want to read, and it's probably the only Russian literature I'll ever read till I'm in my 60s, if I live that long. I want to read Anna Karenina. I have two copies. I want to read Brothers Karamazov. I don't think I have any copies. I want to read War and Peace, and I want to... And when I say I want, it's not really want. Well, no. I feel like I need. Yeah. I'll read The Idiot as well. I think that's probably a solid choice. And then I don't really know. That might be it for me. I don't. I don't think I need to go much deeper. I, I think I saw in the classic lit group that somebody posted like, like War and Peace. Like they, they I just finished part one, chapter one, or like chapter one part. Like it was yeah. like because it's such a big like because of that one like one of the big ones. It's over there. Yeah, it's a large one. It is. It's the one that hasn't got off the shelf for a while. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think I talked about this before on air. I'm just maybe gonna do a Russian literature winner. That's going to be a long winter, probably ends in about winter again, <laughs> like just a whole year. Uh, I don't know if I could do it. I'm hoping after I go through this year of intense reading uh, that I will be able to do that. But unfortunately, like I said last episode, I started reading Stephen King's Different Seasons. Really liking it, but I didn't realize like App Pupil was almost like 200 pages. It's like a novel. Yeah. It's like a very short novel. So... If the other two stories in this collection are equally as long, I might not get done for a week or two. And then I'm already way behind on my my reading. I haven't even started the Odyssey yet. Yeah. Well, let's see. Wasn't you talking about before like a couple episodes, like you were talking about like uh maybe next year being like your break and going to more of like the sci fi. Yeah, like the popular kind of, you know, more What I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna go hard fantasy. And I'm not joking. I really do want to read The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, and maybe The Silmarillion again. Silmarillion, I'm going to get an audio version. Andy Sarkis did his audio version. It sounds great. I might actually do audio version for all of them and read along, except for The Silmarillion. Let's let it play. (laughs) But but regardless, at least The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, I'll read. Spencer should read it with me. Spencer, it's good. Yeah. It's real good. It it gives you hope. Do you have hope? No. When you're in the darkness, is there ever any light for not, you? No, not normally, no. That book could be your light. Uh, or you'll just fucking become an orc. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you just go orc. The process. The process. You golem. You fit that well, I think, just being the fucking cave troll creature, like eating fish in the noise. No, what my plan was, whether I do the Lord of the Rings and stuff or not initially... I want to go into my Michael Moorcock collection and yeah. read a whole bunch of those. Yeah, because you've only read a couple of those, right? Yeah, I think this coming year is going to be the year of the pulp, Caleb. Yeah. So I'm going to read the Michael Moorcock, Elric, and Mel- Melnibene series. At least a, at least three of the novels. Maybe the one collection. Because I read the first two novels. Uh, So maybe I'll, I think there's three more in that. I don't know how many are in that collection. Maybe finish off the first yeah. collection and then I have two more to get to. I want to read... um. The few Conan stories I haven't read yet, I have a whole bunch of Robert E. Howard collections I want to read. I was going to say, that's one thing I do want to get caught up with you on is like the Robert Howard, Howard stuff. So because, maybe that's what we'll do next year. Because like I've only read those one collection of of Conan stories that we did a few years yeah. ago. And like you've got a couple more, of that, like at least one more collection of that and then... uh. 
Uh, I'll let you borrow the Solomon Cain. Yeah, first. the Solomon Cain. Yeah, I think you'll really like this. Speaking of religion, because he's like a prudish. Uh, I I read a uh, Dark Horse a few years ago. Oh, not a few. I'm thinking my we might have still been in school when they had when they did it. But they had. I remember some Solomon Cain because like whenever you start bringing it up, I was like I kind of remember that yeah. character. I, at the time, I didn't realize it was a Robert Howard character, yeah. but you know. And then there's like. I think I have four other collections. I have uh because isn't there like a null or like call call K U L L. There's a call which I think he's the one that came before Conan. Oh, he's, really? he's basically Conan but before Conan. If, if it's not him, there's another one. There's like a Korak or Morkak or it, it would uh isn't there a sailor? I got the sailor one, it's a boxing one, and he's a sailor who boxes. I really want to read that one because that looks fun. I have three or four more collections. I forget, but I want to get to those. I never want to reopen up my digital copy of HP Lovecraft. You have to finish that. I, I'm still stuck at like 25%. Finish it. Do you want to borrow a physical copy and just no, work through I, that? No, no, that would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to read. The, I mean, honestly, that might take up a whole year. Just read. I don't know. This read pretty fast, though. Let's say I have more stuff to read, you know, more time in my pulpy. What else would I get to? Because I still haven't even touched on sci-fi yet. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if next year you do go more in, like, the more popular kind of thing, I've already been kind of making, like, well, I'm going to, like, I'm I'm going to have, like, a like a, like a handful of books I'm going to bring over and be like, you, if not these books, you should at least, like, this, these, uh, these authors, you know, maybe, like, look them up and, yeah. you know, like, those, like, the Brad Maltzers and, like, the Greg Ruckers and stuff that I've been, that I've been reading, you know, the past couple years, I think you would enjoy. And then what I will do is hand you a pile no, of classic no. literature, and it'll be the classic lit year of Spencer Church. No, uh, uh, what do you want to start I with? I say Les Mis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't like any of that. Three Musketeers? Maybe. I heard it's really fun. Maybe. Lots of adventure and fighting that'd probably depend on the writing style of how that is thomas mallory's king arthur tales the original king arthur tales you thought the steinbeck version <laughs> was dry yeah wait till you read what is it they love more art or whatever does the uh, does uh does like huckleberry finn in that count does, does i'll let you read huckleberry yeah, yeah, finn yeah i'll, I'll read I'll tom sawyer and huckleberry finn yeah uh, I'll, you'll, yeah i'll read some twain You'll, you'll blast through yeah. there, and it makes you sound like you're real cool for reading it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That's why like people are like, oh, yeah, you read Twain. You're, that's a guy who reads some serious mm. literature. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you say so. I mean, if it wasn't for all the N-words, this would be a kid's book. <laughs> <laughs> <Whatever. Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I, it's not very hard is what I'm saying. Put it this way. They put it on like the, the, the $10 fancy edition rack, Yeah. and it's for like the kids to get, like the little yeah. kid versions. But yeah, those are fun stories, but we definitely, we don't need to think about that stuff now. No, I, I really. still got, I still have to read, I don't even want to say it. You're not loud. even like halfway through what your I'm big, not, your big, like, what was it, big seven this year? I only got one. So I have to read, because I read the Iliad. Yes. And it wasn't even like that took a really long time. It's just I got so backed up because I read fucking, um, well, one, the what main killer, obviously, was Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. That went into the extending year yeah. to like what February March something yeah and then finally I got on to some Shakespeare which I, I've been meaning to read Shakespeare so I wasn't mad that I read some Shakespeare instead of the books I was supposed to read I do still have to read Hamlet though that actually should have made it into my big list even though it's not a big book just because uh it goes along with Ulysses when I read that but I read the Iliad so I still have to read the Odyssey and then I'm gonna read 
the Ionid. And then I'm done with the fucking Greeks. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I mean, Virgil's not Greek. He's Italian. But I'm I'm done with them. But then me and you, you and I, sir, are going to read the Divine Comedy. Yeah. And I hope to God it's not in October because I already have October read set. Right. So can't do it then. So this this whole this is going to blast into the next year, definitely. Yeah, then I got Don Quixote, which is only like fucking 50,000 pages. So I got Don Quixote. And then I got another epic poem, Paradise Lost. That would mean I read one, two, three, four, five epic poems this year. Yeah. It's more than I've ever read in my life, if you count reading none. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've never read epic poems in completion, really. Uh, I, I think the only like epic poem that I might have read was... Uh, Beowulf. Yeah, Beowulf. That's not true. I read Epic of Gilgamesh last oh, year. And you said it wasn't very epic. No, it was only 50 pages or something. But it took a long time. Because it was boring. <laughs> but I guess it wasn't, I mean, what do you expect? They found it on like a rock. Like, <laughs> how detailed can it be when you got like ancient Sumerian or whatever language it was written in right. on a rock and then somebody had to translate it to modern English? Yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to lose anything there. No. And then I have to round out my list of seven or whatever it is now with Ulysses. And that's going to be a long, that's going to be another Jerusalem read. Yeah. That's going to be like, hey, Spencer, it's 2025 and I'm <laughs> just about done. <laughs> Almost there, buddy. Yeah. But I keep getting diverted into all these side reads, too. Yeah. So, you know, I've got the different seasons because you read the Yuki and Mishima book. And then I've been doing another podcast now that hasn't come out yet. But I have to read books for there. So I already read the Ray Bad Ray Bradbury's Wick, Something Wicked This Way Comes. You cheating son of a bitch. Cheating motherfucker. Better make some money off of that one. And then <laughs> that podcast. It's got video games too. So it should do a little more it'd be, be a little more popular, I hope. Uh and then I also had to read uh, Raymond Chandler's story, which that was in the hard Raymond Chandler's first story, Spencer. Oh yeah? How and was you know what? It was okay. How That's, do you how do you put it up against the um The Big Sleep? Yeah. Big Sleep was written way better. You could tell this was like the first story of a, a new writer. Mm. Like some of it was all right, and some of it was like meh. It was okay. That's yeah. what I'll say. It was okay. I think I'd give it up maybe a solid three, if that. But anyway, folks, join a book club, and then you can discuss books with us. Like what we're doing now. Yeah, talk about some books. And if you want Spencer to do a hard Russian literature year, let us know. You know what we should do, though? What? Not hard Russian literature. We do need to read The Plague by Albert Camus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Albert Camus. Yeah. Camus. I'll be down for that. Yeah, I want to read The Plague. And he had another book I saw, too, I wanted to read, but I can't remember for the life of me what it was. I think it's even better than The Plague, maybe. But then, like, that's touching it. We're not going Russian, but we're going yeah. French philosophy. Yeah. That's, like, pretty high and toity, right? Toity-oity. Toity-oity. All right, Spencer, I am going to make you a list. Oh, okay. yeah. And I say that because I'm going to forget 400 times. Until one day I actually do make you a list. But I'll put it on there so I could remind you. Well, you don't listen to the episode, yeah. so you'll never be reminded. I'll remind the listeners to remind you. <laughs> So you need to read, besides Albert Camus, you need to read some Dickens. Yes, I'll take some Dickens. You need some Dickens. I would recommend Great Expectations because it's the only Dickens I read, and I liked it. Though I do want to read A uh, Tale of Two Cities and Oliver Twist yeah. as well. That's not true. I read A Christmas Carol a bunch of times when I was a kid. We used to always read that for some reason. I don't remember ever really caring for it too much. Well, I wonder if that's like one of those weird, like, you get like the watered down. Like, Probably, like, I you think know. I don't remember the language being Dickens or whatever they go. Dixinian. What do they call that? It's a name. Dickensian. Uh, I don't know. Not Dixinian. <laughs> Dickensian. 
So you need to read, good sir, some Dickens. Okay. You need to read some Cormac McCarthy. That's not... Yeah. Blood, I'm telling yeah. you. Just read The Road. You'll be yeah. all right. You'll like The Road. Yeah, The Road does... Seem You'll like The Road, and it will remind you of something not Blood Meridian. It just remind me of more, more modern day. Yeah. Uh, I already know you plan on reading some Haruki Murakami, so that doesn't have to be said. And I'm trying to think of stuff that you don't already have. Uh, there was something else on my list I wanted you to read. And I can't remember what it was because I can't see my bookshelf from here. So you pick. I don't know, maybe some Poe. That that was it. I wanted you to read some Poe. And I actually thought for Halloween this year, maybe every episode I'll do one of my favorite Poe poems, a okay. short one. So you don't have to read the poem, but you can hear me yeah, read you it. So poem. you'll at least get the poem if I could do it justice. And also, there's a few stories I think you'd really dig. And they're short stories. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get... I want to read. Was that his his only novel? Is is that the one that was like the first detective? No, that the, was you're thinking short... of the uh, murder in the Rue Morgue. It's maybe a novella at most. Okay. It's short. No, he only did write one novel, something of Arthur Pym, Edgar Pym. Something this is fucking long. The narrative of blah yeah. blah blah. Uh, but it's a be- it's a it's a boat story with with cannibalism. Ooh. But I heard it's not good. Nobody oh. liked it. Not even Poe. I don't think. So you got those to read, and there was another thing that you made me fucking forget with your jammering and yammering, Molly Jaggin. <laughs> I don't know I don't if that's know. a word, but yeah, I don't I'm like not it. Sure. Molly Jaggin. Ooh, what are you doing in the weeds, for, I, Molly Jaggin? I feel bad for Molly. <laughs> Who's Molly? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it's a drug reference. Yeah. Maybe you're jagging Molly the pills. I'm just in a, I'm just in a bush just tripping. Oh, you're in a bush <laughs> tripping, all right. Is it Molly's Bush or Bush on Molly? Ah, you don't know. You don't know. You got to go to his OnlyFans to find <laughs> out. That's how he got the herpes harvesting job. Yep. Oh, fucking bullshit. God damn it, that's going to drive me nuts now. Oh, I had a good one and you said Poe and it threw me down a tube of shit. What else you see over there? Uh, I, really, I really can't tell from over here. Oh. They're all so colorful. Not H.G. Wells because you did that on your own. Yeah. You already read Frankenstein, which I wouldn't recommend anyway. <laughs> um, fuck. I'll think of it off air, and the, yeah. fo- the folks will never hear, and they don't need to hear because no. they don't care. They've checked out a long They'll time ago. They'll find out when I read the thing three years from now. Make it four. <laughs> uh, so anyway, folks, if you want to check out Spencer's reading book list, he will post it on his OnlyFans, among other things, at the Herpy Harvester of Halifax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's gross. Yep, you could go. You don't want to know how I harvest them. I don't really. <laughs> I really do not. I don't. Uh, are you shoveling <laughs> over there? It's a big shovel. Those big herpes must be big people. Uh, also, you can follow me at calebjamesk.com to see what I'm up to, and you can check out DPW at the DPW podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and why not OnlyFans as well? We'll, we'll start one. Yeah. Uh, so we thank you for listening. I don't think this episode was quite helpful, but hopefully we made you think a little bit more about joining a book club because I do think it's important to read as much as possible because life is short. Well, why not spend it reading? We said it and it gives you, to, you can talk about your stuff. It gives you enrichment. Enrichment. Enriches your life. Just not without money. Mm, yeah, you do need money or a library card. Yeah. Libraries do exist, Spencer. They do exist. Yep. 